Hello there, this is Peter Bergman. You're on Radio Free Oz for Thursday, August 4th, 2011. And happy birthday, Mr. President. And Mr. Prez, if you think the next year working with those hidebound ayatollahs is going to be any easier, any more rational, any more Commonwealth-centric than everything you know is wrong. It's a bad deal, but it's a done deal. So spake House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. She says, if it was about the deficit, we can deal with it. This is about destroying the public space. I love her. Everything from clean air and water to national parks and food safety and regulation will be compromised if the Tea Party gets the draconian cuts it wants. Saying this is a fragile ecosystem, and boy is she right. Pelosi personalized what's at stake, saying, I'm a mom and a grandmother talking now. Don't mess with that. Well, yeah, you know what? I'm a dad. Don't mess with me. But there's a big mess going on. You bet there's a big mess going on. And the reason is, is that the opposition ain't loyal. Of the four party leaders on Capitol Hill, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is the most disciplined. No doubt about it. So when he says, for instance, his top priority is making Barack Obama a one-term president, it isn't a slip-up. With that in mind, here's what he told the Washington Post about the debt limit fight, if you can believe it. I think some of our members may have thought the default issue was a hostage you might take a chance at shooting. Think of the imagery. Most of us didn't think that. What we did learn is this. It's a hostage that's worth ransoming. And it focuses the Congress on something that must be done. I mean, the man is a terrorist. This captures the legislative dynamic on Capitol Hill with blunt honesty, says the Post. Yeah. When they won an extension of the Bush tax cuts in December 2010, before their newly elected members were sworn in, Republicans settled on a strategy that works. And they'll have plenty of opportunities to employ it again in the months ahead. In fact, it's already happening. When Congress returns from recess, it will have just three weeks three congressional weeks to pass new appropriations legislation by the end of September when federal funding expires. Despite a statutory cut to and cap on discretionary spending, the debt limit deal didn't lay out what government programs to fund and by how much. The House has already passed some austere appropriation bills which won't fly in the Senate, so we're in for a repeat of the spring appropriations fight that nearly resulted in a government shutdown. It's my take that the, at the very least the Republicans want to humiliate the Democrats again or shut the government down. Now the Democrats, Obama, all the people around him have time to figure out who these people really are. And now it's time for them to lay down the hammer. If they don't, then indeed they are white flag defeatists. Let's take a look at the front runner amongst the garden gnomes running to carry the GOP flag. Mystery Mitt Donor Solved. This is a real scandal. It's got to do with, with running against the law, hiding. It is hypocritical. I think this is major. The company, W. Span LLC was formed in March by a Boston lawyer who specializes in estate tax planning for, quote, high net worth individuals, i.e. plutocrats, 
according to corporate records in the lawyer's bio on her firm's website. The corporate records provide no information about the owner of the firm, its address, or its type of business. Oh, that's nice. I've got a corporation, but you don't know who I am or what I do or where I am. Six weeks later, WSPAN LLC made its million-dollar donation to Restore Our Future, a new so-called super PAC started by a group of former Romney political aides to boost the former Massachusetts governor's presidential bid. It listed its address as being in a midtown Manhattan office building that has no record of such a tenant. I'm not me. I wasn't there. The Boston lawyer, Cameron Casey, remember that name, Cameron Casey, dissolved the company on July 12th, two weeks Two weeks before Restore Our Future made its first campaign filing of the year, reporting the donation from the now non-existent company, the corporate records show. All right, a company that won't tell you where they are, who they are, what they're doing, does one thing. It makes a million-dollar contribution to a Romney super PAC and then dissolves. Hmm. Quote, I don't see how you can do this, unquote, said Lawrence Noble, the former general counsel of the Federal Election Commission, when asked about the contribution from the now defunct company. If the only purpose of WSPAN's formation was to contribute to the pro-Romney group, quote, there is a real issue of it being just a subterfuge, you think? And that could raise a serious legal abuse, Noble said. Even if that is not the case, he added, what you have here is a roadmap for how people can hide their identities when making political contributions. Casey, the Boston lawyer, did not respond to requests for comment. Tim Larimer, a spokesman for her law firm, Ropes and Gray, <laughs> they were going to give them enough ropes to hang themselves, said he couldn't discuss who was behind WSPAN LLC or any other matters relating to the campaign contribution. Quote, the firm won't be making any comment on this matter at this time, he said in an email. We don't know who we are, where we're going. All we remember doing is giving a million dollars to Mr. Mitt and... That's the, that's the end of it all. Well, stay tuned on this one. By the way, just getting back to the old debt ceiling deal, the U.S. Today Gallup poll finds 39% of Americans approve of the debt ceiling arrangement that President Obama signed into law. 46% oppose it. So 46-39 don't think it was a good idea. Key finding, only 33% of independent voters approved of the deal, while 50% disapproved. 64% of Republicans and conservatives opposed the deal, opposed to 58% and 51% Democrats and liberals, okay? Bottom line, at least per this poll, more Democrats and liberals sided with Obama than with the liberal opinion elite. In other words, Paul Krugman took a bit of a hit, but he's still the best. Okay, 41% of those surveyed say they think the bill signed by Obama, will make the economy even worse. Almost half of those polled think this is a bummer and a downward trender. Just 17% say they think the deal will make the economy better. I'd like to meet them. While 33% said they don't think it'll have any effect. Boy, are they out to lunch. And now on to one of my favorite almost candidates, Texas Governor Rick Perry. Politico notes that in private, in some quarters of the party, a sense of apprehension is set in about the prospect of another Texas governor's candidacy. 
Quote, even operatives who believe Perry would bring significant assets to the 2012 campaign, his job creation record among them, not mentioning how many, how many inmates he's fried, acknowledge there are real doubts about whether a brash southern hardliner like Perry can win votes in the crucial swing states needed to capture the White House. Many Republicans express alarm about the possibility of nominating a man whom several compared to a Saturday Night Live caricature, Will Ferrell doing a George W. Bush imitation. Hmm, this is also a guy that has huge outdoor religious let's save the nation down on your knees together. You know, this is his big production. Problem is, it seats 71,000 and only 8,000 have signed up so far. Don't worry, says Perry, there'll be a great, great, Walk up. And we close today <laughs> on the couch with one of my favorite pieces of schadenfreude. An American contractor who claims he was imprisoned and tortured by the U.S. military in Iraq can sue former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld personally for damages, according to the AP. The man, whose name is withheld from court records, is a U.S. Army veteran who worked as a translator in Anbar province. The U.S. suspected him of helping Iraqi enemies acquire classified information and helping anti-coalition forces enter Iraq, so says the AP, though he was never charged with a crime and says he never broke the law. The man's federal lawsuit claims that Rumsfeld personally approved torture on a case-by-case -case basis and did not allow access to U.S. courts. His attorney, Mike Kanovitz of Chicago, says the U.S. military did not want his client to reveal information he had acquired in Iraq. Mm. Quote, the U.S. government wasn't ready for the rest of the world to know about it, so they basically put him on ice. If you've got unchecked power over the citizens, why not use it? I can think of a few reasons, but it's a good question. The Obama administration's Justice Department has represented Rumsfeld and argued he cannot be sued personally for official conduct because, it argues, judges cannot review wartime decisions. The administration also argues the case could reveal sensitive information. I think everything about that illegal war is sensitive. I mean, it's all just a pile of crap. U.S. District Judge James Gwynn, a Bill Clinton appointee, said U.S. citizens retain their constitutional protections during wartime. My, what a novel thought. I thought, and I guess you did too, that everyone takes that for granted. But everything you know is wrong.